I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm your host, Kirsty Faruja. And I'm the other girl. I'm Amy. And we are excited to be with you. We are two professional organisers and declutter coaches from Australia. Today, our podcast episode is about dealing with deceased estates. And if you are thinking, I'm going to skip over this episode because I'm never going to have to worry about this, do not, because at some point, you are going to have to deal with a deceased estate, whether it's for your immediate family or extended family. So this is going to be good information and it also might help you to prepare for one day for your own. when you have a deceased estate personally. For your own. <laughs> Hopefully a really, really, really long time away. Yes, you know, and let's, you know, there's lots of taboos in society and death should not be one of them. Like it's a reality. Yes, what is a deceased estate? So deceased estate is the estate of somebody who has deceased. <laughs> What's an estate though? Because people may not be familiar with that either. Okay, the estate is the assets, the house, all the belongings um, of somebody. How else would you describe it? No, it would, it would be the stuff of someone who died. That's how I would describe it. <laughs> but, but you not have the actual being. What we want to declutter is, oh, it's not even about just the decluttering. It's actually about how do I deal with it? I thought we'll put a link in the show notes to an episode um, I did with Australian Unity about 12 months ago. And the podcast is called What Happens When I Die. And the episode that I did was called Stuff. And so we talked about deceased estates and how to deal with stuff. Um, and I learned a really cool word, Kirst. I don't know if you've heard it. Maybe in your financial planning years, it's called chattels. Yes. Ah. I'm an accountant. I used yeah. to be an accountant. I do know what chattels are. I had are. never heard of this until I did this podcast and Anna told me all about it. But why don't you explain what chattels are rather than me de- delve deep into the remnants of my memory? Oh, no, you go for it. I would love to see this experiment of you diving into your memory. <laughs> Okay, what I remember chattels being 
is things like jewellery and they're like items that are not an asset as such. Like it's not a house and it's not an investment shares and that type of thing, but it's the physical possessions. Is that right, Kirst? Well, that are, ex- that are worth money. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes you won't know if it's a chattel or not. So one of the things I would recommend is you assume everything's a chattel unless unless you know otherwise. Are you going to Google, Kirst, what the actual meaning is? Yes, I'm just looking it up so that awesome. we're not talking. Uh, item of property other than the freehold land, including tangible goods and leasehold interests is according to dictionary.com. Awesome. So it's the stuff. It's not the actual house itself or property itself, but it's the stuff inside is the chattels. Everything apart from the real estate. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to be a big part of what you're dealing with when someone dies. And it's not, it's often not just when someone dies, but it's the last person that dies that's living in that home. So um, if it's in my family and I die, it's not a deceased estate because there's Cal and the kids still living here. Then they're dealing with my personal belongings, but it's not a deceased estate. A deceased estate is when everybody that's lived there is done and there's nobody that is the current resident in that house. Would that be the correct way of saying it, Kirst? Yeah, yeah. And you're, you know, either keeping the house as an investment property for the whole family or you having to sell it to um, create the like to create the um, the disbursement of the estate. Oh, see, um, this is where you're coming into your own using massive words. Mm-hmm. But basically it's like so that everyone has a bit of the kitty. Yeah, well, uh, the executor of the estate has to enforce the will. So yep. the will will determine how the assets are divvied up between people who are named in the will yep. so and that can be your family members but it can also be a charity and you know other other places that mm-hmm. you will your chattels <laughs> and investments onto um and so usually this lands this decluttering or the organizing of the deceased estate lands in the lap of the executor of the will which so is that's a really why big you job. say no <laughs> somebody's executor are you the you don't have to tell me who but are you anyone's executor yes I am I knew you would be thank you parentals (laughs) thank you I love that (laughs) luckily they only have a motorhome at the moment that's oh yeah that's their chattel that is their that's their real estate and their chattel So what you may have to deal with is there may be um, parents or grandparents or in-laws who have a deceased estate, so they've passed away and there's a home and often there's a home full of things. Even if it's a retirement home and it's just one room, you still have all the things. And so when it comes to decluttering, it's a really different process when you're dealing with a deceased estate than when you're decluttering your own things and you are the owner of the items. It's quite a different process and there's things that you can do now that will make it easier when someone else has to manage your deceased estate and there are things that um, you can do to make it easier when you are managing a deceased estate or being part of the process. Yeah. So there's... You know, we, we're making a light light of a, some of this, but we know that dealing with deceased estates can is very overwhelming and can be very overwhelming. And we're we're 
we do want to acknowledge that it is a very sad time often um, and that it's that it is a hard season in people's lives, especially as they're grieving. Um, and and grief can look like all sorts of things, you know, and it, even if you're estranged from your family and don't have good relationships with them, the passing of somebody who um, is in your family can bring up loads of grief. Mm. So um, we do want to acknowledge that we're not... Um, we're not dismissing that in any way just because of some of the levity that we bring to this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to acknowledge that and we want to acknowledge that that is why we are really passionate about helping people with deceased estates because having somebody else involved in the deceased estate can bring that perspective and that fresh eyes to it. And we are not um, emotionally attached to the items. We're not emotionally attached to the person. We are not emotionally attached to one of the siblings or the children or one of, like, we're not. It's their favouritism. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going in looking at it from a professional's point of view, from a declutter coach and the professional organizer's point of view, and we can come in and help the entire family. So it's a really, like, we really love the idea of being able to come in and help families Mm -hmm. in this grieving season Um, and having that being removed from the situation. Um, we definitely want to give you tips on how you're doing it if you're going solo, but our biggest number one tip would be to, if you can pull some resources from the siblings and, you know, pay for some professional organising help in this season, even before the distribution of the estate has mm-hmm. happened. Um, because if there is money to be taken out of the estate, you can always pay yourselves back um, from that distribution. But if at all possible, um, to enlist the help of professionals all the way along. So you can can outsource the executorship of a will as well, but you can also, you know, outsource the coming, somebody coming in and valuing all of the antique furniture or all of the furniture. You can have people come in and evaluate jewellery. You can have, like, I would just really recommend that you know your limits, that you know, that you recognise that you're grieving even if you're, even if you don't think you are, like for whatever reason, that um, acknowledge that there may be grief involved in this and and some of your um, and your emotions may be heightened and some of your decision making ability may be decreased mm-hmm. because of the emotions around dealing with a deceased estate so bringing in some fresh eyes bringing in professionals wherever you can can really ease your sense of overwhelm and ease the burden and add to that siblings and family relationships yes. are never straightforward. No. Um, I'm yet to do a deceased estate or deal, you know, anything that had multiple parties involved where it was straightforward. And that's why a professional is really great to engage because you do have someone that is objective, as Kerr said. Um, so I would say that if, 
let's go with the if you're going to hire a professional, wherever you are in the world, there will be somebody that can help you. You can just search like declutter coach or professional organizer in my area. I would engage them um, as soon as possible so that they can almost project manage with you. One of the things that I have found... For you, yes. One of the things I've found helpful is when I've been able to come into a deceased estate. So there's two different types of deceased estates in my mind as a professional. There's one where you're going in and it's um, it's a really, really cluttered situation and you as the family can't tell what's rubbish and what's not. And then the other situation is where you go in and actually everything's really well organised and it's well kept and so you're just trying to make sure the things go to the right space or to the right people or to the right charity or to be sold or whatever it is. Um, the earlier you engage a professional, the more value you're going to get from them and the easier the process can be in terms of setting up systems. So if I, if you know, if you called Kirst or I and said, um, Mum has passed away two weeks ago. We've had the funeral. We're just about ready to go into the home and actually start going through the things to, say, prepare it for sale. We could say, okay, here's the first tip is have a family meeting in the house where everyone goes around with a coloured piece of um, painter's tape and anything that they want for their own personal memory you put your piece of painter's tape on it and you don't care if everyone else has already put a piece of painter's tape on it. You just go around and you put your pink tape on all the things that you would like to take home with you as part of your memory, not as part of your um, distribution, but just as part of your inheritance. And that can be a great way to start it out so that there's this clear understanding and a process. Okay, that's the first thing we want to do. Um, because you want to have people go through and take, oh, my gosh, I remember that milk jug and I know it's worth nothing but I really want it because I want to use it as a vase. It's important to kind of have that process before you're getting a skip or before you're getting the op shop to come or before you're bagging up clothes for donation. Okay, so, Amy, that's an awesome tip. How do people divvy up? an item that has 16 tapes on it from all the children and the grandchildren? (laughs) Excellent question. I would recommend that the immediate family do this first rather than letting the aunties and uncles and grandkids and nieces and nephews and next-door neighbours have free reign so that you are dealing with a smaller number of people. And it it is going to be hard, but I think it is just a matter of grace, understanding, communication to say, okay, I've put my sticker on the dining table and chairs and the bed frame and you've put your sticker on the bed frame so why don't we go one each like there is no shortcut (laughs) I wish there was a shortcut I'm yet to find a shortcut if you know of a shortcut please jump into our Facebook group and let us know because that would be super helpful but that initial process is is time consuming in terms of the negotiation if that's necessary Um, we did this with when my grandma moved into a nursing home. So she's still around. She's amazing. She's 96 in a few weeks. Um, But she was moving out of her home and into a one-bedroom nursing home. And so basically the children, like her children, went and picked anything that they really wanted and then the grandchildren went through. And I've told this story before on the podcast, but um, I picked a couple of teacups. I loved having a cup of tea with her. And so I took two beautiful teacups that I now use. They don't just sit 
you know, somewhere in a cupboard. I use them to drink my tea from. And it's not that it was the most expensive thing. It's It was just purely about the memories. And so sometimes it's easy if people are just going for the that's, like my mum when her grandma um, died, wanted her sugar bowl. <laughs> so maybe there's something there. Maybe our family just love drinking tea. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that there is no shortcut, but it's a lot of showing grace. Um, and I would say that in this instance, you want people to be picking things they want to keep, not I think that's worth a lot of money, so I want to sell it. We're talking about like personal items. Yeah, and that's all if it hasn't already been outlined in the will. 100%. Yeah. So there's just so like I I, I know I've so many moving parts, <laughs> but there's so much goodness around having that independent person um, being there so to calm situations mm-hmm. um particularly like we know families can be fraught with difference of opinions and stuff yep. and that's why having somebody independent in there coordinating it and maybe even like managing it so the executor is only managing it from a will perspective but not actually you know, managing it from a family relations yeah. perspective. It's a similar season. It's not it's very different, but similar to what we say when we talk about downsizing is that having somebody in the home, so having a professional just really helps you to be able to keep your eye on what's really important and what's really important you know, is unique and different for everybody, but we come from it from a relational point of view and we want to see families um, be restored to one another, um, if at all possible, but at least not fracture any further than than they may already be. And for this not to be a catalyst for fracturing. Mm -hmm. um, So having that person, having somebody, whether it's a professional organiser or a lawyer or, you know, somebody independent of the family Mm -hmm. coordinating this season. And, you know, that's why finding a great professional organiser who can potentially project manage this situation can be a wonderful investment for you as a family um, in this season. Because there are things that you won't even have thought about when you're thinking about a deceased estate. So you may look at mum and dad's furniture that they bought over with them on a boat as they immigrated and think that's got to be worth a lot of money. It's really old. But there's a term now and it's called just brown furniture and it's got very little resale value. Even though it's old, its resale value is really low because that's not the type of furniture in demand. It's just the nature of economics. And so you may have thought, oh, that's going to be worth a lot of money. And now you're like, well, I just need it to go to an op shop. Do you want to be the one that's ringing around trying to find how to get big items to an op shop? Do you want to be the one booking skips? Do you want to be the one having a jewellery assessor come out? So having someone project manage is great from that perspective because they're going to think of things and and know access to services that are just going to be time-consuming for you. I was working with a family of a deceased estate um, late last year and the thing that I found really interesting was the family were very unified about what happened, what they took, um, and they were happy that everything. So they had gone through before we arrived and taken out anything of value that they wanted to personally keep. 
So like dad's watch or mum's wedding dress, whatever it was. items. Correct. They've taken those out. Financial items. Exactly. And so our job was purely to come into the property and everything was either going rubbish or donate. And it was our job as professional organisers to just go through the house and we got to make that decision based on the quality of the product. What was very, very, very interesting is one member of the family was happy for everything just to go in the bin because they just wanted it done quickly. And another member of the family was very, very strong on wanting to repurpose and recycle as much as possible. And so we had these two conflicting values. One, I just want this done ASAP and I want it to be as inexpensive as possible. And the other saying, half of the stuff in this house is really good value and can go to an op shop. And so we ended up negotiating that we did do the op shop stuff, um, but when it came to rubbish, we didn't differentiate with the rubbish. It all just went into the one place rather than a saying, well, this is clothing recycling, this is paper recycling, this is metal scraps. You know, we came to an agreement, but it's interesting that even though the family are like, yes, this is all rubbish and recycling, or rubbish and donation, we're still not aligned with what we want you to do with that. Yeah, and there are different solutions to that. We, You know, you can pay for there are companies in Australia and presumably around the world that will come in and take all the rubbish and do the sorting for you Uh it just is an added expense on top of correct whatever it is however you choose to deal with this deceased estate but there definitely is um you know, in Australia, these services. So you can hire skip bins and they do the sorting for you at the Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Other end. One of the things, Kirst, that I think can be really confronting when you're dealing with a deceased estate is learning things about, usually it's um, parents, that you didn't realize. So mm. you may not have realized that the mattress had no support in it and they must have been in pain sleeping every night. You had no idea the state of the shower. You had no idea that they had such little amount of food in the pantry. Like it can be really confronting when you have a look 
and you see the way that a loved one has lived that you weren't aware of. Or you may find that all the undies that they were wearing were threadbare and yet there were packets of new undies that they just had never used. And so um, it's more just as a heads up that there may be things like that. When you're dealing with a deceased estate, I've had deceased estates where you learn things about people that you wish you didn't know that had been kept secret during their life. Um, And, you know, that's, that's part of it too. I wish we could protect everyone from that, but that is part of, of going through a deceased estate. Yeah. And I think that one of the benefits of having a professional organizer come through as well, and and this is something that you um, can be aware of if you're choosing to do it by yourself as well, or like as a family group is we say this all the time with all of our sessions, nearly all of our sessions, there can come a point where you just want to set a match to it all. You (laughs) just want to put it all in the skip bin, you know, and that is where it's because it's so overwhelming and there's so much or there's a really short time frame, like there's a real urgent need for, for the family to get the house on the market as quickly as possible for whatever reason. Yeah. And that is where we really encourage you to take a break, have a cup of tea, have some food, have get some water into you and slow down sometimes because I heard a story just the other day um, from a sweet listener about when she was helping her parents to downsize and she had found her parents got to that point and just went, no, just chuck out all of the paperwork, just chuck it all out. And she went to bed that night and crept down and went through that paperwork because she was concerned um, and she found some really, really sentimental stuff um, and she chose not to tell her parents about it because they had made that decision to let it all go. But particularly in deceased estates where, you know, unless there's something specific in the will that's telling you otherwise, you do have the opportunity to make those decisions for yourselves. Um, And yes, there can be competing um, choices within family members, but we would really recommend that you do go through the paperwork to find like to make sure and to and everything Mm. that's where it's really challenging and can be very overwhelming and it can look like it could be an insurmountable cost to to you either you know if you're outsourcing it to a professional organizer or if it's your own time that you don't take the time to go through everything Um, and so that just means that it's a decision that you have to make around okay, what can you think of that may be important for people to look out for? So, you know, if there's adoption papers or if there's some tricky situations in your family, you know, how can you work it so that you're looking for those tricky situations or tricky documents or tricky um, items um, and not um, remembering years later? Um, and then regretting those decisions. Um, And that's why, again, having some fresh eyes on the situation, that's what we as professional organisers are looking out for. We're looking at every piece of paper, we're looking at every item and making an assessment and helping you to make an assessment or helping the family to make an assessment about 
um, what this is and what does it mean to the family. Kes, I'm going to make a recommendation that may just be the thing that saves someone's sanity. My recommendation is if you're selling a deceased estate, clear every single thing out and then hire someone to stage it for sale. I have been in way too many situations where they're like, well, let's keep these three couches and we'll keep two beds and we'll keep some linen and we'll keep this chair and the dining table. And it isn't fantastic because it's usually 30, 40 years old and is not actually making the house all that more sellable. And then after you've had opens, you then still have to go back and read, like do another declutter to get rid of everything. I make a high recommendation that if you can do a full declutter of the house and either sell it completely empty or get stages in and then they can come in, make it beautiful and then take it all away again so your job is done. I find that it's really tricky when you're doing the job in two half bits or maybe you're buying some furniture or hiring some but not the rest. Make it easy for yourself. Make it as easy as you can for that side of the project. Yeah, and that's why having somebody outside of your family to give advice is really helpful because they can see the bigger picture. Yes, they may not be looking at it with financial eyes, you know, and they come with it with their own bias. So obviously take everything that we're recommending into consideration into your unique situation. We're not presuming that everybody has a bucket of money to be able to afford to spend on their parents' house before they get an inheritance or they may not even be an inheritance. Yeah, might be paying a mortgage off. Yeah, or you might be paying off aged care fees. Yeah. Like there's, you know, we're, we're not presuming any of that. But, yeah, so what's some more advice that we can give to people if they're doing it themselves or, you know, what happens when your siblings aren't <laughs> cooperating or don't want to do it? Like it's so it's this, this situation is so fraught with so many different scenarios that we can't cover all of them. No, we can't. (laughs) (laughs) I think if you're doing it on your own, I would recommend where possible do it in a short period of time. What I have seen multiple times is where families feel that they don't want to make decisions too quickly, which is totally fine and I understand that process of I feel like I'm too deep in the grief to be making wise choices But then they're like, let's just do like one day a month for the next year and then it's two years and it becomes this overwhelming burden of that constant mental tab open of I really need to go to mum and dad's and sort this out but like so much else is happening and I'm busy. So I would say if you can give yourself a time frame, that's really helpful. That's also helpful if you've got family that needs to come into town um, for the process, you might have siblings interstate. I know I'm dealing with a um, deceased estate at the moment and they're actually going to put it all in a storage unit so that the family can organise a time when everyone comes in for a weekend, they pull everything out onto the landing of the storage unit and process it there rather than at the moment where it's in a client's house and taking up a lot of space and a lot of um, burden for her. So, yeah, short time frame is Um, is what I recommend because then you can also say, all right, we're going to hire a skip. We're going to book a truck from the local op shop to come on the Monday and you can knock it over. Yeah, and that's where um, having a storage unit is a great idea, even if it is for a long-term solution, like maybe you do need to maybe 
for whatever reason, you do need to do it over a long extended period of time. Um, if you get in and box up everything that's not rubbish, yeah. rubbish, um, and then hire a storage unit and be able to go there, you know, and then maybe you can go there separately from your siblings. You don't own, and then you can just make a pile for them to mm-hmm. sort out or to decide on if it's like more sentimental items yeah. or more. But yeah, hiring a storage unit is a great way of getting a house on the market very quickly. Yeah. And what you can do too is um, create a WhatsApp group with all the parties. And if you've got one person that's on site, they can be taking photos of things and popping it in and saying, you know, if anyone wants any of this, just let me know. And you can be taking photos of those things that you think might be important so that there is that, that process. I think the challenge is when you come up against blockages and it just kind of grinds to a halt and you lose all momentum that's where it gets really tricky. Yeah, and I have also dealt with people who have had their own house not only become the dumping ground for all the deceased estate um, items, but their house has become cluttered and disorganised because of the time that they've been spending at their parents' estate or their family's estate. So, and they've had mental health issues because of dealing with the diseased estate. So we really want to encourage you to look after yourself in this season as well and to um, be doing the self-care that you need. And that's not sitting by the pool doing nothing or (laughs) getting a massage necessarily, like, although it can be, Um, But how can you enter this season not contributing to the trauma Mm. um, and not contributing even more trauma to what you may have experienced? Yeah, so how can you be caring for yourself in this season and caring for your siblings and other members of the family? Like how how can you set it up in a way if you're in control? (laughs) (laughs) If you can. If you can, or how can you suggest it to other family members to be dealing with this in a healthy, sustainable way for your family, but also for everybody else's family? There's also a great episode that you may want to jump back to in our feed. Um, It's an episode called Death. So you can just search for that in your podcast app. And in that episode, Mandy talks to us about what it was like for her to have her husband and both of her parents die in a relatively short period of time. And so there's some great tips in there on how to deal with some of the sentimental chattels um, and also some of the self-care around that. Yeah. Kirst, what can we do if we are aware that our estate is one day going to be a deceased estate? What are some tips so that we can prepare so that, you know, like I want when Cal and I die, I want it to be as easy as possible for the boys. I don't want them to have conflict and stress and extra burden. What can we be doing? That's right. There'll be grief and stress. That's right. So how do, what can we do? If you're listening to this and you're like, actually, I'm going to downsize, but I want to also prepare well, hit us up. Yeah, well, I think 
that as always it's not always within our control to be doing that like so for instance what I mean is that some of our our family members who have deceased have had a quick decline in their health and have not been able to look after and maintain their home in a way that they would have preferred or in the way that they used to or maybe they never did Um, and so just acknowledging that that we can't always control how we end up how life ends for us but let's deal with what we can control and so let's control the amount of clutter that we accumulate Um, so being really intentional about what comes into our home and then what being intentional about how we maintain our home as well so that it is easy for people to come in and find our sentimental items, find the things that like the sentimental paperwork, like if you've got family histories, if you've got birth certificates and like really like those memorabilia, like have them all together so that your family can just find a box or two of memorabilia um, of your life so that they can then go through that stuff and they already know that it is important to you and why it's important to you I think we've spoken about it in sentimental items and throughout our memorabilia episodes around telling your stories yes and- <laughs> so, I was like go to the telling the story because yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my parents have just downsized they've just sold their home they've moved into a camper van but When they were going through all of their possessions, I encouraged them to tell stories about the items that they were willing to pass on to us um, because they're not taking, they're not keeping a whole lot at all. Um, And so, but what was really special is that they've taken photos of the items and they've told us stories of those items, how they came to be, why they're important to them. Um, And so that made it really easy for us to decide whether or not, one, we wanted them at all because just because they're sentimental to my parents or my parents can tell a good story about it does not mean that I need to keep it um, or that any of our family need to keep them. And we're really lucky that my parents weren't, aren't overly sentimental. So they are like, well, it's up to you. They didn't put any burden on Mm. us to keep it, which is very different to some families who put a lot of burden on their family members for, I don't know, keeping up the family history or like this. So what did you keep this? Um, I don't think I... My parents haven't died, so there's no, still I a know. lot of life of them. Keeps yes, to come. but there's stuff. Yeah, so actually, just kept my mum's. I love my mum's paintings, so I've asked for quite a few of them. Um, and so, of their stuff that they wrote stories of, mm. I think the stuff that I liked. I think some other families had already. Some other family members had snaffled first, which is totally fine. Yeah. Like. Um, But, yeah, they told stories. So that was really, really helpful for us to go, oh, okay, this looks like an ashtray and none of us smoke, so why would we (laughs) keep this ashtray? Well, actually, my great, I don't know, I can't tell you off the top of my head, but some family member, great-grandfather or great-uncle, made it out of um, shell casings from World War I. Mm. And so that's, I know one of my brothers has kept that, but 
we know why it was important to them and we we know the story behind that. And even though you don't have the ashtray, you have the story. Story. Like yes. that's the great bit. And one of your brothers can share a photo of that at some point if you need to. And you have yeah. a photo of it and the story. It's the storytelling is so important. And you can't do that once you're dead. No. And that was what was really lovely. My mum um, and dad through this process they wrote down a brief history of themselves like oh. brief like wrote their life story in short form um, and then added all the stories to these of their sentimental items wow. and so I've got it even though I don't have that possession I've still got that document so oh. that's, that's what's important to me um, and so I think that Therefore, I, th- I would encourage other people to do that too. Like tell your stories, tell the stories of your sentimental because even if your house goes up in fire or it mm-hmm. gets flooded like what's just happened in New South Wales, if you have those items photographed and stories told about them, then your family members can continue to enjoy them even without the physical possessions. Yeah, I love that. I think we've given you so, so much to take away Um as always, if you want one of us or our team to come and help you with a deceased estate, you can get in contact with us via our website, which is theartofdecluttering.com.au. But we um, welcome your questions if you need to come over into our Facebook group and ask any questions. We'd love to share with you and have the group think and contribute to solving any problems that you have. We're so, so appreciative. Now, this review is from... Dolce Vita on Earth, and it's by Apple Podcasts, and it's from Norway. I think this is our first review from Norway. Pretty stoked about it. It's a five-star review titled Great Ideas to Declutter. And Dolce Vita says, thank you, Amy and Kirsty, for sharing all these fantastic tips. Our home is getting more decluttered day by day, which feels awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing from Norway. This week, we would like you to write a review if you have ever been to Norway. If you've ever been to Norway, it's your turn this week to write us a review. Simply go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review there. Or if you don't have Apple Podcasts, you can always go to our Facebook group or Facebook page, I should say, and leave a review on there. It's any way that you can help other people find us. And that's what you can do to help us grow our podcast. I want to say... Takskaduha, which apparently is thank you in Norwegian. Oh, very good. I probably butchered it, but but you gave it a shot. You gave it a bell. I did. (laughs) Thank you. We there is so much more to talk about deceased estates, and we would love, as Amy said, to continue this conversation um, elsewhere across our platform. So please do, Um, and yeah, we can't wait to hang out with you next week. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 